0: This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
1: I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable, and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine.
0: The DATEABLE podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode is brought to you by Making Ways. Making Ways is a podcast that shares the unexpected paths to creative careers. Just like we hear stories about people's journey to finding love, Making Ways shares people's journey to finding a career they love. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast apps, or visit makingways.co to learn more. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. And on this show, you know, we've discussed the gamut of dating, the different relationships you can have, open relationships, polyamory, monogamy. And we've always talked about these sort of relationships from the standpoint of someone who's already been in them and also from an educational standpoint. You know, or, or someone that wants
1: that. Or wants yeah.
0: it and that they want more information about it. But we've actually never talked to someone who had, hadn't really been exposed to it before, but was presented with the option of it. So that's <laughs> who our guest is here today, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. You want to say a quick hi? Hello. <laughs> She is here, I'll just give you guys a little background. She is 40 years old, originally from Boston. She's been in San Francisco for seven years. And the last time we spoke to her about her relationships, she said, you know, I met this guy, I really like him, but he's into open relationships and I've never been in an open relationship. I don't know what that means. But this could work because our schedules are sort of um, opposite of each other. So those days that he is free, I'm not free. And he's, you know, he can do whatever he wants. So when we spoke to her last, she was still limbo about how she felt about this whole open relationship situation. But now... (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's been how long now you guys you been? know what it's gonna be a year and a, a half. year and
0: a half yeah. you've been with that guy that we talked about yeah a year and a half ago okay yeah. so tell us about let's go from the very beginning when you guys just first met when he brought up open relationships what was your re- initial reaction
2: I mean it was on his tinder so it's not like I didn't know I okay. believe like one of the few things he said was non-monogamous so, but so he you put it out there. You he put
0: it out there, but yeah. you were still willing to pursue it.
2: Yeah, uh, for a variety of reasons. At that point in my life, I think I had run out of fucks to give. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would sum it up. Oh, and so, amazing. Yeah, and I was like, well, and I tend to be a serial monogamist. Like I. End up in like you know relationships of anywhere from like eight months to years, and then I'm like single for like three to six months, and then I do mm-hmm. it again. And at that point, it hadn't worked; nothing had worked. And I was like, "Well, why not be open to something?" Because what is that thing like? The definition of madness is doing the same oh, things over the the, definition yeah, of insanity. and over again. So I was like, "Why not? Just why not do
0: it?" But when you met him, I remember we talked about this. You really liked him. You well, were I like you know, to know him. I wasn't
2: no I wasn't sure about him because he had a beard. But you liked his personality. You liked him. Yeah, because uh, he didn't make me tired. I'm kind (laughs) of, I'm a very particular person. I am introverted. I'm not, that doesn't mean that I'm shy, but I have to expend emotional energy to like Mm -hmm. go out and do things. Actually, don't enjoy dating because it's like a second job for me. Yeah. So I went on this date with him. Our first date was like walking around Golden Gate Park and then like walking around the avenues and getting like pizza and cake at Arismendi and just like going for a stroll for like three to four hours. Mm -hmm. And it was really organic and it was really chill. And at the end of it, like I didn't feel like I had like worked for three or four hours. So even though I wasn't like 100% sure about him, I was like, I would definitely see this guy again. Like this was yeah. a pleasant experience, and it wasn't that much work. And right. then when you guys really got to know
0: each other, mm-hmm. you really liked him. Yeah, and this uh, this you know open relationship conversation was opened, mm-hmm. and you were playing around with the idea of like, well, am I am I open to open yeah. relationships? <laughs>
2: what were you going through? Uh, I mean, I was very conflicted. Like i I can be like, I'm not a hugely jealous person, but I was like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. How will I feel about this? Like, are we? like actively trying to date other people, like what are the ground rules? And one of the things that made me even consider it with him is that to this day, we still remain excellent at communicating. Like I'm not afraid to bring things up with him. Like we had like a very like calm, rational conversation about it. Like he's like, write down your questions and we'll talk about it. And it's like, who is off limits? Like, what Mm -hmm. does this mean? And ultimately what we came up with at that time is like everything that what you read tells you not to do. Because huh. we decided that we would rather have a don't ask, don't tell.
1: And really? Every, yeah. And
2: everything you read is like, that's not healthy. That's not going to work. You shouldn't do it that way. But I'm kind of of the mind that I would be okay with it in theory, but I don't know how I'll feel if I'm confronted mm. with it, if it's in my face. I could see that. I definitely could see that. And at that Ignorance time, is bliss sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. And like, I... I guess I respect that the majority of the community feels that that is not healthy. And ultimately, long story short, we didn't end up really dating other people. It wasn't put to the test. So I don't know if it would have been good or bad. Um, But like you said, at that time, I was working several nights a week. So I was like, there are three nights a week where (laughs) I am not available. And if he is going on a date, like it really doesn't affect me. It doesn't take anything from me. Mm -hmm. So my feeling about it was I don't feel like love or affection, or whatever, is a zero-sum game, necessarily. So, mm-hmm. like, if he's giving stuff to someone else, but I am still getting everything that I need, is that so bad? Right. Yeah. And, and have the-
1: you had, like, been exposed to open relationships at all before? Like, no. had this thought no. ever crossed your mind?
2: No. No, not really, to be honest. Like, I like I said, serial monogamy, yeah. and, like... When I love someone, like, I really, I still, I still don't really have eyes for anybody else. I think that that's the way I'm wired. I yep. was open to, like, exploring the possibility, like, could I do this? Maybe this would be cool. Maybe this is something that I need or would, would change my crappy dating life. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what
1: were his main reasons for, like, wanting it? Being open, yeah. Um, uh,
2: I think that he had trouble being monogamous in the past. Like, he had been in relationships before, and I, I feel a little bit bad for outing him, but, like... He had not been faithful to several of his partners. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, wh- I should just accept that I'm not able to do this. And from the outset, mm-hmm. I should say, hey, like, let's be mm-hmm. open. Okay.
0: So when you guys decided to move forward with mm-hmm. this relationship, what were some of those rules?
2: One is don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. What are the rules? Um, like, do it when I'm definitely not available. Don't have it take away from time mm-hmm. that you could be spending with me. Um, None of our friends are okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Things like that. And I honestly (laughs) this conversation was like a year and a half ago. So I don't remember. I probably have it written down someplace. But
0: But did you when you went into this conversation, were you expecting that you would also date other people? Well, yeah.
2: I figured Mm. I would try. And like if he's doing it, then I should do it too. Or or I caution actually I take that back. I think I was like, I'm not necessarily going to do it, but I ended up I did end up trying. Okay. And what I found I don't have time. Like, I barely- <laughs> <laughs> like, who has time to date more than one person? Like, I mean, that's me I that hear you, from- girl. When we
1: talk to like, polyamorous couples that are having full-blown relationships, yeah. that's always something that I question because I feel like when you have a really serious relationship plus work, plus friends, right. like, I don't know how you make the time, but and obviously you're working people do. you night shifts
2: at that time, yeah. three
0: nights a week. Yeah. How would you balance another person? Exactly.
2: Well, that. I don't have that job anymore, but that was kind of cutting into it is that that's three nights that I like couldn't go on a date. I couldn't see my friends. So by the time I was seeing him, I was going to work. I need space for myself. I'm that kind of person. And I am hashtag blessed with like so many friends that I would see. Like, <laughs> I love damn that I was millennial. quoted. Yeah, yeah. Damn millennial. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm 40. And I'm not. <laughs> but I want to fit it. Uh, but like, I was not. I had no extra time. My life was full. Yeah. And I was like really happy. Like I did make like two attempts to like do this because I was like I'm gonna give it a try. Like I give my like I'll try anything once and I will like really try it and I believe. I went on one date that was more informational. It was somebody who is trilly, informational. He was truly polyamorous and he like okay. He likes to like show new people the ropes and be like, mm-hmm. "Let me talk to you about what polyamory is." And I was there's like, there's a lot of people like that, yes, gurus. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he, and I, I think he enjoys being in that role. And so, like, we went on one date where I was, like, I think I need, like, a whiteboard and dry erase markers to, like, <laughs> like write out all of these different permutations that things. He was, like, triad and, like, I can't oh, remember yeah, the like, all the terms that he used. And I was, like, holy fuck. like, And I knew that I definitely – I'm not going to be polyamorous. Like, I don't yeah. want to have, like, a second boyfriend or, like – but at the time, I was, like, well, maybe I could, you know, he meets some of my needs and maybe somebody else yep. could fulfill the other needs, like, in theory – I could see how this would work, but it didn't make sense for me.
0: Yeah. When you say don't ask, don't tell, Mm -hmm. um, did you, you said that was never tested. Did he end up asking you about your your dating life? No,
2: and I think, I don't, he doesn't straight up know. I went on two dates with somebody else. Uh Uh-huh. And I, he does not specifically know that I did that. Because he didn't ask. He didn't ask. And does he want to know? I don't think he does, no, because he would be jealous, which is really funny (laughs) because he's the one who like. Brought this up. I did tell him about the guru date because I was like, hey, it's really interesting I did this. This, like, wasn't a romantic thing. But I, like, met with somebody to try to understand this, like, whole world that I don't know about.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then his whole situation. How do you know that he's no longer dating other people? I
2: think at some point he, like, took Tinder off of his phone. And I think he kind of, like let me know gradually and the more we got to know each other the more i kind of understand why he was doing it is that he like likes and needs affirmation so <laughs> i think that he was kind of using tinder to like mm-hmm. feel better about himself like he'd like swipe on people he'd make a match I'd, like have a little bit of a conversation. He'd and that's better. It. He'd feel better that like somebody wanted to match with him. Mm. And then like this is disgustingly adorable. He's like, but then I realized that you were better. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he just like would kind of not pursue anything. And so at some point, and I think it was well, he moved in with me. Um, like prior to that, I did not know that. <laughs> yes, that's we've, a big step. Yeah, we've been living together for a little bit. Uh, at some point, he let me know that he like took Tinder off of his phone. Okay. Do you think your
0: relationship would be different if you started off as purely monogamous?
2: Not really. Mm. I think it was like a thing that he thought he needed and he still might need it. And I'll, I'll tell you like what we evolved to. Yeah. Um. But I think we were just so smitten with each other so quickly. It didn't really matter. Either so that's way. sort of like
0: the question we have all mm-hmm. the time, right? So for people who are um, only, uh, you know, accustomed to monogamous relationships, who are exposed to people who are, you know, accustomed to open relationships, they would say, maybe you just haven't met the right person.
2: Right. And I that might be true because he had never really been, I don't think, in a truly open relationship. He was like setting himself up for that mm-hmm. uh, because his other stuff hadn't necessarily worked out. Uh, so who's to say that we – yeah, he had – and I don't want to be like, I changed him because like, I don't know that that's true. And what we came up with ultimately is that sleeping with somebody else is not a deal breaker. Like we never mm-hmm. promised we would never do that. It's not like if one of us did, we'd be like – How could you betray me? You said you would never do that. You know what I mean? Like, we're allowed to have feelings about it. Like, I've said, like, I can say I'm cool with it now, and once it happens, I'm not cool with it, but I'm not going to be mad that it happened. Uh Right. Because I accept accept that that that's a thing that can happen. Like, you might find yourself attracted to somebody. It happens. People are human, and I think it's unrealistic to expect that you'll, like, never want to sleep with somebody else ever again. What I don't want is him, like, going off and falling in love with somebody else or, like, having an emotional attachment to somebody else, like that is not cool with me. Well,
1: that's why I kind of like the word ethical Mm non-monogamy because it's basically saying like it's not, I didn't do anything wrong to cheat because Mm. we were open and had that communication and it wasn't cheating because it was the way it was. Right. So it's kind of tapping into the fact that we might not be wired for monogamy and it's no longer like a bad thing that someone did. Yeah, it
0: goes back to intentions because when we think about cheating, right? If you talk, if you hear any psychologist talk about cheating, cheating comes from ill intentions, mm-hmm, ill will. Mm-hmm. I'm cheating on you because you're not giving me enough attention. I'm cheating on you because you cheated on me. Right. But with open relationships, it's not cheating because my intention is right. not to hurt you. My intention is I'm attracted to this person mm-hmm. and I'm acting yep. on that attraction. Right. And, and that's what doesn't, that's not
1: cheating. A lot of times cheating, people aren't even that upset about the actual act of sex. It's more the betrayal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're getting rid of that betrayal in this situation. Right.
2: I might still be upset, but I won't be like, you lied to me. You went behind right. my back. It like, might just be
1: like, oh, I'm jealous. Like, right. That
2: hurts. Because I'm am I not enough or like yeah.
1: something, but it would never be like you like betrayed me yeah
2: right and we've kind of talked about if one of us does go off and do that it might be a sign that something is missing mm-hmm. between ourselves and we need to like take a step back and reevaluate it and like I don't expect that maybe we'll be somebody's everything like I can't provide every need for somebody and like Needed to go off and do that. That's fine. But it's good to check in. It's good to have a, well, like, what led totally. to that? Yeah. Well,
1: that's usually one of the reasons why people cheat is that there's something bigger going on.
2: And, like, full disclosure, like, my marriage kind of ended because of that when I was married back in the day. Mm. Like, we had a totally dead bedroom for, like, a year, and I, I totally cheated on him.
1: Like, right. Because there's something else going on.
2: Right. Right. And, like, we didn't have the same kind of communication that Will and I have, I and, mean, like, you know, it's a regret that I have. like yeah, I wish we had both worked harder. I'm still like good friends with my ex he's an awesome person, but that's what happened.
0: So here's the situation and I don't know if this would ever happen to you, mm-hmm. but this is all great if you you live in a world in silo or just with each other, right? you're only connected to each other and you're communicating with each other. But there are other people involved in this. And I've always thought about this. If I'm in an open relationship with someone, what if they end up hooking up with someone who somehow indirectly knows me?
2: It's pretty awkward.
0: That's really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Or the other way around. It gets back to him somehow because there's some sort of indirect relationship. Obviously, friends are off the table. Right. But coworkers, you don't know their coworkers, it's true. right? It's true,
2: and that's a reality. <laughs>
0: And have you thought about like what, how you would react in that sort of situation?
2: Probably poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, and it's kind yeah, all like the in theory and in practice. Like I could say, oh, well, I'm so mature and I would understand that he did not mean for that to happen. And I get over things with time. Mm-hmm. So I think that I initially might be uncomfortable and then like I would ha- either we break up or we don't. Like I get over it or I don't. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's only two ways it can go as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's
0: all based on what you two people decide on, right? right? It's two people in this relationship and whatever you're comfortable with. Don't ask, don't tell may not work for some people, but it works for you guys and you figure that out. Right. But it has to be discussed ahead of time. And I right. I often bring up this example of my boyfriend back in the day who... You know, we were in a monogamous relationship, but he was still on the dating apps because he wanted that validation. Mm-hmm. If he had actually explained that to me mm-hmm. to begin with, not that it's okay by any means, but at least I could understand right. where right. that's coming from. What was most embarrassing for me was my coworkers seeing him on right. these apps, being active and talking to him on these apps. That made me feel ashamed.
2: Right. That That's really shitty.
0: So you have to discuss these things ahead of time. And I
2: wondered about that. I'm like, what if someone... I mean, I've been... fair. Like, most of my friends knew, like, Mm -hmm. my inner circle. But I'm like, yeah, what if someone I know sees him on Tinder? Like, that's going to be weird. Yeah. Or I had opened up Tinder at some point. Um, Sometimes I do Tinder tourism. Like, if I'm in another country... Or, I love that name. We gotta
1: peg that. to our yeah, t- tourism. Like,
2: and I'm like, so I was in Copenhagen for a conference in September, mm-hmm. and I was like, this place is awesome. Like, what would it be like to live here? Anytime I feel that way, I open up Tinder to be like, yeah. what would it be like to yeah, be single here? To see the
1: people, yeah, yeah. Totally.
2: And I was with a friend who somehow had never been on a dating app, so I was like, Susan, this is how you Tinder, and we like swiped through some stuff together, and I got her going. And when I got back to work, one of my staff was like, saw you on Tinder. Oh, my What are you doing on Tinder? Gosh. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and I could just be like, dude, I was showing my friend who's never been on Tinder before. And also, whenever I'm in another country, I like to know what single people there look like. That's how I knew I didn't want to move to an island. (laughs) I was like in St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And I have thought about moving there. And I was like... No. No, no. 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 So I like, like, can't left, do left, it. Left, left, left. Bartender. Captain. Bartender. Yeah. Captain. No. Like, those are my... Because, like, who lives on an island yeah. all the time? Well, so. Jasmine,
0: maybe, maybe next time you do Tinder tourism, you just change your photos.
2: Mm. Right. That's a
1: smart idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I'm not really looking at <laughs> but this But at the browsing. same time, because you guys have this openness, right. it's oh, not a problem with your That is the other weather. thing,
2: is at this point in my life, he is not particularly in a place where he can travel with me, and I love traveling so one of the things I did think about is hey if I'm on vacation and I met someone organically like I could
1: right yeah well that's what I was gonna say I think there's a lot of people that just like knowing the option is there I think
2: he was kind of like yeah like they might
1: not be actively seeking it out but if something was to happen and I mean I think there is something about it like the reality is like I mean obviously if you're like with someone that you love that is like amazing sex and no one's gonna deny it but there's very Something different between, like, a hot one-night stand site right. It's just different. It's hard to explain the differences, but it just is there. But to be
2: honest, that's never happened for me because I have a very unapproachable demeanor. <laughs> so, like, the odds of me, like, meeting some hot dude on vacation are slim to none. But therefore, if it happens, then I could. Right. Well, I think a lot of people are relationships
1: sometimes are scary to them because they feel like they're losing this freedom. So by having this option, Mm -hmm. it kind of
2: removes some of that. Yes, I think so. I think we were both able to relax a little bit.
0: Well, that's why, you know, we talked to some single girls today who said, I like being single because I don't want to lose that freedom. I like being able to do whatever I want and see whoever I want. But it's not really, when you're in a in a really fulfilling relationship, you're not sacrificing freedom. No. no. You're actually gaining freedom in some ways, right?
2: Yeah. I'm always happier when I have someone that gives me, like, a stable home base. And that's kind of what I have now. Right. Like, I, we both do our own thing, like, all the time. But, like, knowing that we have this really strong thing makes us both more secure.
1: So I guess from your perspective – if he had said, like, is there a difference of him saying, I want to be open versus not? Like, do you have a preference?
0: It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over at Dateable. Dateable is teaming up with Hire Club to provide headshots for your dating profiles. You'll get a fully professional experience with makeup, styling, lighting, and more. Visit datablepodcast.com forward slash coaching for more details.
1: So I guess from your perspective, if he had said, like, is there a difference of him saying I want to be open versus not? Like, do you have a preference? Like, would you prefer him to be like, I want to be solely monogamous with you?
2: I mean, I think if I'm going to be 100% honest, yes, because that's what I'm used to. Yep. And there's less pitfalls and there's less potential problems. But that being said, I know from things in my personal life with friends and family, you can say you're monogamous and you're still going to cheat. Just saying mm-hmm. you're monogamous doesn't mean that it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So actually, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> just watch my you, little thought process. I, just like talked it. I like yourself out of it. it. Yeah, because anyone can cheat just because you promised you didn't doesn't mean that that's going to stop you. That's
1: a really good point. Like what you say and what you do.
0: It's like just words in a way. It doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Yeah. But what if he did come back to you today and said, Jasmine, I thought about things and I think I just want to be monogamous now.
2: I'd be fine with it. I mean, like, I, again, I tend to be like, if I am happy in a relationship, I truly, really, there's so few people that I like. (laughs) I really don't have eyes for anybody else. So I think I would, I would be fine with it, but I'm also really comfortable with where we are because maybe because I'm cynical, maybe because so much shit has happened to me, but I just accept the reality that you can't control everything. And I'm really type A and I'm a perfectionist and I want to, but I recognize that we can't.
1: Right. Well, I like that you said, like you said it and that I think a lot of people identify with this is that you don't connect with that many people. So like a lot of people might've said like, Oh, he's open deal breaker. Right. Done. And I
2: might've been there a few years ago.
1: You know, I think
2: it's like, you get all this wisdom as you age and you can't get it any faster. Like, you have to just live it. Like, I have to get to that point myself. And, like, I am five years older than him. And that is, like, sort of a thing because, like, those, like, five-year gap is where, like, so much stuff happened to me that made me me. Yeah. So, I feel like he is a little bit younger than me. I don't know how he'll change. I don't know how he'll evolve. But
0: but that's life. Yeah. That's marriage. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know?
2: Right. That's, that's monogamy, that's, non-monogamy. Yeah. Relationships yeah. <laughs> in general. Right. Right. Totally. For so sure. have,
0: since you guys have been together for the last year and a half, have you heard of any of his other dates or anything no, cause about other No, because I really
2: don't want to know. Like, every once and again, like, before he took Tinder off, like, I could see, you know, it gives you, like, the little number of messages that you have. And I was just kind of mentally roll my eyes. <laughs> and I'd be like, Ugh, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, and I could tell, like... Somewhat recently, like, unfortunately, I was at the same party, and, like, he, he, like, met someone he was, like, somewhat intrigued by. And he is, like, terrible at hiding things. (laughs) And I kind of figured it out. But, like, turned out she was a lesbian. Oh, (laughs) even better. Total (laughs) non-issue.
0: Well, that's good. He's into
2: lesbians.
0: (laughs) So what sort of advice would you give to people who... We're in your same situation a year and a half ago. i have always been in monogamous relationships, was never presented with the idea of an open relationship, suddenly meet someone they really like and they want an open relationship.
2: Oh, I've always been this way, like try something once. Like you might like it, you might hate it, but then like you have your data, right? Like mm-hmm. how can you know that you don't like something until right. like, you try it? Yeah. That's my takeaway.
0: I actually think these sort of questions and I'm – pretty much an outlier on this. I like asking these sort of questions on dates because I think it's a good way to gauge not so much what kind of relationships they want, but their mindset. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, oh, hell no, I would never be open to just something like that. Then you already know they're sort of like narrow minded mm, and not yeah. open to new things. If they're sort of like, oh, I haven't really thought about it, but I would need to get to know my partner
1: and all
2: that. Right. Then right. you kind of
0: know what kind of person they are.
2: But I guess I can respect someone for having hard boundaries Yeah, too, for sure. Yeah, I,
1: There's something about like, I know what I like. I know, you know myself. What works, I know that's for me. Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah. if you want someone more malleable, then you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's good information
1: to have. Yeah. What other takeaways do you have? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't
0: ask, don't tell. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I always say this, you've got to establish your boundaries in the very beginning. That goes with monogamous relationships right. too. You being on a dating app may not count as cheating in your eyes, but someone else may see that as cheating. Right. You can't right? take
2: for granted that someone knows the inside of your own head. Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. They're not psychic. Right. But we need to also, everybody has their own ideas of what's right, what's wrong. You mm-hmm. have to set those boundaries ahead of time and and also know that you can act on those boundaries once you establish them. If you don't, you have no right to right. act right. on
2: these. And like I said, if, if he and I didn't have, like, if we weren't so good at communicating, I wouldn't have considered it at all.
0: Who do you, right. so back to this communication yeah. thing. When you say you guys are so good at communicating, is it him that helped you guys communicate in the beginning or is it you like who was the one that brought in this skill set
2: I think it's just our mutual like not chemistry but like we we just when we discuss things like we don't get mad we don't judge like it just feels very safe and very rational me mm. like he, like he's like oh yeah we had an argument last night and I was like we did because it was like so easy that <laughs> like I don't know we, we just get along in that way
0: give us an example Hmm. If you could think of baby.
2: I'm trying to. Well, like, you know, talking about money is, like, never a fun thing. Never fun. Between couples. No. Um, And we have, like, a fairly large income disparity that also makes shit a little bit awkward. And I had to be like, remember when we just took us, like, this thing and that thing and this money's going to go here and that money's going to go there? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, but I also see where you're coming from. And then we're like, okay, yeah, we're on the same page. And then we moved on. Huh, okay. And, like, that is, like, how all of our... Little conversations go. Like, we don't, yeah. like, I'm pretty non confrontational. I don't like conflict. I had a partner in the past who's like a straight up narcissist. And anytime I like brought anything up, I was like gaslit to like make it seem like it wasn't <laughs> valid or it was all in my own head. So that made that problem worse. But like, I pretty quickly discovered with him that like, no, we can like talk about stuff like adults and it's Mm -hmm. fine
1: that's great I was gonna say I think that's like one of my takeaways from all these discussions about like openness is like the communication is just so much more there than a lot of other types of relationships and Mm -hmm. I think it's like like you said just to iterate again on it it's like this part of like we're not mind readers so like setting up those boundaries is really important I think my other takeaway is like You could have missed out on something amazing. Right. Yeah. If you didn't like go in with an open mind. And Mm -hmm. it turns out it isn't even like an issue because neither one of you is really acting on it right or it's getting in the way and like things have obviously progressed you still feel very loved and right attended and all that stuff so attended I don't know if that's a word but attended to to, you know what I mean yeah but anyways like I feel like a lot of times and like myself include I think this podcast definitely made me more open-minded but it's like a hard yes or hard no with this stuff and Mm -hmm. there are like different levels of it
0: Right. I think people just struggle with putting vocabulary to what they're looking for. So maybe some people say, I'm looking for an open relationship because that's the word they're putting, labeling their mm. feeling of not wanting to be confined. Their feeling yep. of not wanting to feel like they're sacrificing their freedom, right? Because that's a lot to write on a, on a Tinder profile. Right, right. <laughs> Or just to to say, looking for an op- I'm open, right. I'm non-monogamous. But sometimes we just have to explore that a little bit more. When you say non-monogamous, what does that mean? What are you really looking right. for? And right. as I
2: learned from going on that date with that guru, it can mean like so many different things to totally. different people. <laughs> it doesn't the guru, mean yep. one thing. We need a guru on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure he would love to be he on probably We probably will, have already had it. I will, put, <laughs> I will show you who he is and I will put you in touch. I think the other
1: thing that we keep like bringing up, it's like the why of why they want to do it. Because like I think a lot of times, especially if you're very used to monogamous relationships, you jump to conclusions. The reason they don't want to be monogamous is because you're not good enough. They want to yeah. see what else is out there. They want to have another relationship. And like that may not be really the deep-rooted. Like you said, there was like an element of, like, this kind of, like, self.
2: Um, I actually would, feel yeah. like I like to analyze everybody around me and I overthink everything. But I, like, <laughs> to right. some point that, like, it would never be a deficiency in me. Yeah. Like, he has something where, like, stuff may not be enough for, like, various reasons. No one right. might be enough. Right. right. And I, once I, like, accepted that, I was, like, I, like, totally relaxed. I'm, like, no, he thinks I'm awesome. Like, and right. I know that I'm kind of awesome. Um, But I may not be enough for this person, but nobody would be enough for this person. Right. It's not me.
1: But I think that comes from the communication and asking the why instead of just jumping to those conclusions that open because means that they don't want to commit to me.
0: Right. Well, that's the problem I have with media. Like when Halle Berry got cheated on, Mm -hmm. people were like, oh my gosh, how could anybody ever cheat on Halle Berry? She's the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. We don't know what's going on in these people's relationships. No. You have no idea why people are beautiful or yeah. bad. It like that's not the reason why it people It doesn't get keep people cheap. around. Exactly. exactly. So it goes back to what you are saying. It's a why and also intentions. Right. What are people's intentions? Why do they want to get in this sort of relationship? And also when people do, when they have certain behaviors, what are their intentions? We have to separate the good intentions from the bad intentions mm-hmm. and accept people for what, what their intentions yep. are. Totally. Cool. Any other takeaways before we go to our I mean, question of the day? I think the, <laughs> la-
1: the last thing I have, I, there's something we talked about this earlier about just cheating in general. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something nice about knowing that like I might be the person that will stray. So I'm going to put this out in the open and not have it. And I think... Like we talked about like with your situation too, cheating isn't just like one person doing wrong. It's a sign Mm -hmm. of things going wrong, like going just amiss in the relationship overall. So I think there's something you said about how like if you guys do end up finding other people, it's now a time to reevaluate what's going on with you. Yes. So I thought that was really just an interesting point in general. I don't know if I have a specific takeaway on it, but I just thought it was... (laughs)
2: <laughs> what would you say I'm just going to throw around all these scenarios
0: sure, sure. what would you say if he came and said I'm so in love with you I, I'm so fulfilled in this relationship I actually think it would make our relationship better if I brought a third person into this no I'm out <laughs> like, no.
2: because again it is hard enough to be and that's why I'm not into polyamory like it is hard enough to be in a relationship with one person like I do not have yeah. the emotional bandwidth to like try to add a third Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I am so happy for you. I am so sad that we're breaking up, but I cannot. Yes, yeah. Well,
1: I think it's good that you know yourself too and your limits. Like you're open, but you're like, I'm not like I I know what's. I know
2: I'm not pie, and I totally don't judge people who are. But like, I have a very emotionally draining job, and like, I do not need more drama in my life. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Is there anything that you have as a takeaway from not just this discussion, (laughs) but like the entire last year and a half? Yeah. Huh.
2: It's just funny what you can overlook or get over for the right person. Like I said, mm-hmm. I have like a terrible beard phobia. Like I do. Know, like and moving to San Francisco <laughs> is very difficult. Like I like to joke that I already dated everybody who like didn't have a beard and I ran out of options. But, like, <laughs> so you
0: never step foot in the mission ever. Like, no, I lived the shit there.
2: I, I, like, so I that's live why where phobia was like, just oh, like oh, amplified. Beards <laughs> everywhere. I know. and But like I don't know it's just so dumb. But like when it's right, it's right. Like. Like, he smelled good. Like, I just loved everything about him. And I was like, I can learn to live with this beard. And, like, now I think he's hot. Like, it's.
0: Isn't that funny? It's like, that's the problem with online dating is that we have all these deal breakers. Right. And this is what we're looking for. They're so concrete. But then when you meet the right person, it may be someone completely
2: opposite. Like, I went outside of all of my boxes when I swiped on him. Uh But he had, like, he talked about, like, reading books. He had a picture with, like, his cat. And, of course, I love cats. And, like. (laughs) He said something about parkour, which was like a hobby that I really wanted to get into. So I was like, meh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: You're like, I don't care if you're open. I'm down with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. Zero
2: fucks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I
1: like that takeaway too. Zero that fucks. Zero fucks.
2: <laughs> Deplete that fuck I need thing. to put that on his <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's
0: go to our question of the day. It comes from Christina. She says, I have been with my fiance for five years now and recently proposed opening up our relationship. He did not like that idea at all and gave it a hard no. A bit more about our background. My fiance Ryan is my first real serious relationship. Third person I have slept with and I'm starting to get cold feet and getting married about getting married and missing out on other experiences with other men. I want to be able to explore my sexuality, but not lose him. I have told him this, but how do I convince him being open is a way to save our relationship? Does she give ages? No ages.
2: Mm. What would you say? (laughs) This is going to sound really judgy, but I feel like that's like wanting to have your cake and eat it too. Like Mm. if he's into it, like that's awesome. If he was like, yeah, okay. But you have to respect his boundary too. Mm Right. And you have to decide how important it is to you to go off and have those experiences. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think also like
1: there's being open because you know yourself or you know what you want, but I don't know if it's being open to save a relationship is necessarily Mm -hmm. the right approach to it.
0: Yeah. I think the biggest red flag in this situation, Christina, is that you said... Uh, I'm starting to get cold feet about getting married and missing out on other experiences with other men. And I can guarantee you that if you have an open relationship, it's it's not going to resolve that issue. It may just open up Pandora's box and you may just want to yeah. sleep with many men out there. I mean,
1: if anything, if this, like, because I get this, if you're, and this is probably why you asked how old they are, because if they are young and then they, she's never, I mean, she said, I guess, it doesn't even matter how old she is, mm-hmm. third person she slept with. Yeah, And clearly feels like she's missing out. Like right. Some people can sleep with three people and no problem. Right. And they're totally like, fulfilled, but she's yeah. not. Right. So it's almost like maybe it is worth postponing and finding yourself. And then if it's meant to be, it will come back.
2: And let me tell you from experience, it's probably a lot easier to call off a wedding than get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just look at
1: yourself and what you're looking for, but don't use openness as a patch.
2: Yeah, it's not a crutch.
1: Yeah, I I think that's the problem is, like, if you think open relationship is going to
0: save your marriage or it's the solution to this void you're feeling, then you're setting yourself
1: up for failure. Yeah, and like what Jasmine said, if you're both not on the same page or at least willing, like, if he gave a hard no, that's different than, like, exploring Yeah, you can't, it. like,
2: you can't convince him he'll totally, if he agrees, he might resent you forever.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly.
0: Okay,
2: any other takeaways that we'd like to talk about? I
0: yeah. think that's it. I might just ask my boyfriend if he's open to open relationships just, just for to shits do, and giggles. Right? Just,
1: just to see what's going on. Just to see what he's open to. He's going to be like, do that podcast. He's going to hate me. He's like.
0: Yeah. Or or he could be like, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. So you do like, a oh, I, I don't, don't know how to approach it to you, <laughs> you but now that you're bringing it up. It's like, oh shit. Why did I <laughs> do that to myself? Okay, listeners, we love to have you as a guest on our show. You know, we love talking about the. the LB. Everything about relationships, but also just about being single. What is it like being single in modern day world? You know, we want to talk to someone who is just so loving being single that they don't ever see themselves getting married or being in a relationship. We want to meet you. We want to get get you as a guest on our show. Okay. And with that said, let's wrap this up. Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to think about the next time you're presented with something outside of your comfort zone. Instead of brushing it off, think about it, simmer on it, do some research, and think about ways that it may possibly work. Even if you conclude that it's just not right for you, at least you gave it some thought. This episode is brought to you by Making Ways. Making Ways is a podcast that shares the unexpected paths to creative careers. Just like we hear stories about people's journey to finding love, Making Ways shares people's journey to finding a career they love. You can find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast apps, or visit makingways.co to learn more. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with datable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode.